Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And can you guys believe it? It is September. Back to school. Wow. So crazy. We were, I feel like we were just talking about summer. And here we are. It is back to school. But we wanted to chat with all of you guys this week about back to school and what this could mean for your business, how you can refocus in quarter four, how to plan ahead to the next year, which is 2023, which is mind-blowing to me. Yikes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you at the table. I can't believe we're saying 2023. I know. I don't, that is just... I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> no. Makes no. me feel so old. <laughs> I don't even want to say. I have, um, I'm just going to say that I have a milestone, milestone birthday that year. That's right. You do. I do. So I'm not going to say which one. I'm all sweet 16. (laughs) (laughs) That's the milestone, guys. Jen's turning 16 again. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this week, I feel like most people, this is like the last week where most people go back to school. I know some people go back next week too, but I feel like most kids are already back. I see it. I see it in the traffic. I see it. Like <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it <laughs> everywhere. Right. Yeah. Most people are back in school. It is time. So the summer is officially over. I know. You know, it is time to now just get back into the swing of things. So we were definitely thinking we should definitely have like a back to school special, right. And mm-hmm. talking about what does this mean for, for you? You know, what does this mean for your business or your personal life or whatever it is that you have? Yeah. And first of all, I'm sure all of our mom friends that are listening are very excited to have a little (laughs) bit more time to themselves. Now that the kiddos are back, you can drink your morning coffee. You can relax a little. Don't have to wish the kids are off on the bus. You're good. You've got, you've got a little bit of time back for yourself if you're lucky enough to be home. Yes. And you can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, again, like, so what does this kind of mean, you know, like, for I guess your business. So we wanted to go through what is what what does this mean for your business? What are some useful like things that somebody can do for this time of year? So we've kind of broken it down based on some important things that we think you should be focusing on and looking at at this time. Now that you might have a little bit more time on your hands and that we're going into basically the second half of the year, right? Yeah. Um, and what does that kind of look like for for your business? I personally like this time of year, not because I like the seasons that are coming up, but because I feel like this is the perfect time if you feel disconnected from your business that you can really kind of bring it all in because the end of the year is super important for so many things within the business. Because guess what happens January 1, you're getting ready for your taxes. So I think this is a crucial time. The first thing we're going to talk about is to review your inventory. I think if you haven't done that already this summer, you need to do it now. Um, figure out what you're going to donate, what you're going to send to consignment, whether that's local or online. Um, is everything that you currently own that you've purchased in a system, whatever that system is, or do you not even have a system and that's what you need to work on? Um, I don't think this is a month for sourcing. And I know sourcing can be pretty good in September, but it really gets better as the year goes on. Um, but I really think September is a time to just get a hold of what's what and make sure it's organized. So when December 31st comes around, you're not scrambling to like get things together. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So like we said, so whatever it is, that system is that you have, you know, so is it a spreadsheet, an accounting tool, whatever it is, you know, just kind of start getting yourself prepared for that. And one of the biggest things that you need to know is kind of where is your inventory at? What are your numbers? You know, how much have you spent? How many dollars going in, dollars going out, that type of stuff, you know, um, And then also, you know, Danielle, you have a great point here. Like, what are items that have been sitting in a pile waiting to be photographed? What's sitting in a pile waiting to be mended and fixed? Is it even worth your time anymore? You know, has it been sitting there for the entire year so far? So, you know, working on these can really get you a little bit of a head start for the new year that's coming along. And like Daniela said, so that you're not scrambling at the end of the year to make sure that all your numbers and everything looks clean for your accountant or yourself or whatever. I think people don't realize the importance of managing their inventory when it comes to taxes. I know we're not tax professionals, so this is not tax advice. This is just basic things. This is every business does that, does this. They, you need to take an inventory of your items, no matter what business you have. Is if you sell physical goods, there's an inventory process that happens. And it's in, you, you use this for tax purposes. How much mm-hmm. came in, how much went out, what you currently have, all of that is for tax purposes. And I also think you kind of want to start the new year with fresh things. Do you really want old stale items sitting around and no. you having to deal with it next year? Like, I, I guess for me, I do this every three, I like to do it every quarter. I like to do mm-hmm. it every three months so that I'm not spending so much time at the end of the year doing it. But this is like prime time, send everything off. Bye, I don't need you anymore. And let me start brand new with whatever new strategy it is that I want to focus on in the new year. Yep, yep, I would agree with you. And and to, to kind of like piggyback off that, then the next thing you need to, like we said, start thinking about, and we know this is not very sexy, but we're talking about accounting, right? Yeah. So accounting, they said the boring stuff, but a lot of us take a lot of time off in the summer months. And, you know, this is the best time for us to kind of just get back in that groove and that swing of what we were normally doing before summer hit, you know, before we went on those vacations or we had family in town or whatever it is that you had kind of going on. So it's just like getting yourself back into these office functions, Right. And the things that you normally put aside, like just getting yourself back on track and accounting is one of those top things that you need to make sure, like we said, that you are ready for. So tracking all of your expenses too. Have you been tracking those, whether or not that's inventory, but also like, you know, your mileage, mileage. right? For a lot of stuff that you have or, or office supplies that you've been spending, you know, if you, if you buy poly mailers, if you buy tissue paper, if you buy any of these things that you use for your business, all of that should be accounted for. And you should be able to give that to your accountant as office expenses as well. Same with your softwares that you use. Do you use a cross-listing platform? Most people do. Do you use a bot? Most people do. Do you have a VA? Like all of that stuff, you need to keep up with it and you need to have it on record. The worst thing you can do is wait until the end of the year or beginning of next year to try to get it all in. That's like the the absolute worst. So if you can get ahead of it now, like I think this is the perfect time to just kind of plan ahead and then you're in a good groove so that when December and January hits, you feel like you're more on top of it. Doesn't mean you'll be completely caught up, but you might be more on top of it. And the last thing that you need to make sure that you do 
is enter your cost of goods for your items that you are purchasing. And I think there's multiple ways to do this and it can be different processes for this. Um, you can either be the type of person that enters it right away the second they walk in the door, or you could be the type of person that enters it after they list the items. Jen, what kind of seller are you? Do you put it in right away or do you wait until you have the items listed or do you wait and then when it sells, you're like, oh, I need to type this in. I think we know what type of seller I am. I put it in like the minute I get through the door. You know, I basically, the way that I would do it is I would, so I would have my designated sourcing day and then the next day, usually because I'd be so tired from sourcing, you know, um, at least by the next day is that I would have all my receipts and then I would plug in everything right away. And, and that was the start of my inventory processing system. So before, like, I, you know, I used to have my, my app and stuff. So even there were some times where I would go into my app and I would sit there in the parking lot and just like quickly put everything in there right away. Um, so it could be super, super fast and quick. Um, you know, and like Danielle said, there's multiple ways to do it. I just, there's no way that I could do it afterwards because I feel like with so much inventory coming in, coming out, it's easy to forget. And if mm -hmm. I pull off that price tag, then I'm screwed because I can't remember everything unless there was like set pricing. And I know, you know what I mean? And I yeah. know what it was in the thrift store. Um, I can't remember what I paid for. And plus what if I had an extra discount or whatever? So I'll wait right away. It's just yeah. better to get it out of the way. I generally do that too. Sometimes I'll do it. It depends on what my week is like. So sometimes I'll do it right away. And sometimes I'll do it when I list the item. I always, I'll put it in then. Um, but I generally list things within the same week. So it's not yeah. like items are sitting for a long period of time and I still haven't entered it in. It's more like the item maybe sat for three or four days and, and then I entered it. Um, so you didn't average your cost of goods then. You did it by item. I, did. I never did, but I know a lot of people do. do yeah, that's that. what I do. Um, I sometimes I would average when I would go to the bins because mm -hmm. the bins in Boston were a little bit different. So yes, they, were. they weren't right. Just like um, by, by the pound, it was by the item. And so sometimes, you know, an item like a belt, let's say could be a dollar, but like a piece of clothing was like a dollar 75. So sometimes I would just average that out and it would be easier. Um, but other, other things that I would do too, like say if I'm just like being lazy and I didn't, you know, I just wanted to photograph stuff and I just don't want to put it in my inventory system. What I would do sometimes is the tags, you know, that I would get, I would just write the item and mm -hmm. like write down like 20% off or something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something to tell me like take 20% off this price here or something. And then I would just like have a stack of them sitting there and then I would put them into my inventory system. So that's another way you could do it too. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to no. do it. I think it just depends. It. <laughs> yeah. I think as long as you have a number there and it either averages to be what the total cost of good was, or it's the exact cost of goods. I think there's certain instances where I have made, like if it's a higher priced item and I paid up for something, then I'll put the exact cost of goods. I generally don't. And that was like the only thing that I, or like I only bought a few things, then I'll just use the actual price. But like, if I have a larger haul of items then I'll just average it. I feel like if it's like four to five items, I end up using the actual cost of the piece. But if it's more than that, then I just, I just average it. Cause more likely than not, I had a coupon or a bunch of stuff was on sale or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. There's nothing wrong with either way, as long as you're accounting for it, you know, 
And yeah. either way, you're going to have a variance. So trust me, sometimes I would have like up to like a five to $600 variance. And I'm like, oh, where did yeah. my stuff go? And it's like, oh yeah, it's in my closet and I never accounted for it. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I forget yeah. about that stuff. <laughs> Definitely forget about that stuff. But yeah, I just think accounting in general, no matter what, there isn't like one specific tool that everyone should be using. I think everyone has their own system. Everyone likes to use their own thing. There's the typical accounting tools out there like QuickBooks. There's some reseller-based ones that are out there now. There's people who have created spreadsheets and some of them are free. Some of them need to pay for that are reseller-specific that you can. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Purchase. You can create your own spreadsheet if you enjoy doing that kind of stuff and have graphs and pivot tables and all that fun stuff. I think you have to just find what works for you. There is no right thing as long as you're accounting for the items that you've purchased, have the cost of goods down, and have an understanding of any other expenses that you have. That's that's really all you need. You don't need anything else. How much is sold for? What the fees were that came out, and any taxes that you or shipping that you may have had to pay on your own. Like that's, that's it, the basics. Yep. You don't have to get crazy <laughs> with it. <laughs> going off of that, we want to talk about planning as well. And this is definitely something that Jen and I really enjoy doing. We are big <laughs> forecasters and planners and like looking ahead the next three to six months. Like even with the podcast alone, we'll have discussions like, okay, in the next three months, what are the things we want to focus on? There's certain people that we want to interview or there's certain topics we want to hit. Like that's just how we do things, right. <laughs> but not everyone is a planner to that extent. Um, but I think everyone at some point in their business should sit down and have a conversation with themselves and say, okay, what does our business look like right now? Where do we want this business to be? What are the goals in order or what are the tasks that we need to do to reach that goal? And then what can we do to help us reach whatever that goal is? And it doesn't have to be a monetary goal. It could be a goal of like, I want to decrease my inventory by 50% or I want to increase my inventory by 30%. Well, what are the steps that you need to do over the next few months to get you to that point that you want to be at? And I, I think it's great to say out loud, like, I want to have an average selling price of $70. Okay, but what are you going to do to get to the average selling price? What are the steps that you need to take every day to change that? And it's not always just buy something that's higher priced that will sell at a higher value. That's not always what that is. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's very true. So like we said, figure out a way that'll work for you to just like plan out your goals. What is what is, you know, the last bit of the year going to look like for you? What is 2023, 2023? Well, that, <laughs> that does sound awful. I'm um, going to look like for, for you, you know, and, and, and like Danielle said, that could even be like, do you even want to resell anymore? Right. We're yeah. seeing a big shift, a big change. A lot of people are either moving on, doing something different, or they're growing their business in other ways. Um, I know a lot of people that are diversifying their business mm -hmm. too. So there's also those opportunities as well. Um, so, you know, is there another business venture that you want to pick up or you want to just start full force looking at that, you know, or, um, 
what do you want to spend more time on? You know, so like we said, just like kind of planning, it's a really good time to just kind of see, okay, it's midway through the year. Where am I? Or did I hit the goals that I wanted to hit that I was thinking about from last year or at this, you know, like January of early this year, you know, what were my new year's mm-hmm. resolutions or my goals? So definitely good. And then, you know, obviously like Danielle said, you know, figuring out what those steps kind of will, will be for you. I think a lot of us think monetary every time we do these planning sessions for ourselves, we always think of the money aspect of it, which I mean, it's a business, so it is important, but I, I think what's also important is your happiness. And like, if you're not happy doing the reselling part of it anymore, you need to figure out what it is that's not making you happy. What made you lose that spark that you once had for it? Do you just not like the sourcing process? Do you not like the the actual process of reselling? Like, what is it that's disconnected for you now that once made it fun and fulfilling? And I think Jen and I always have these conversations because this isn't our full-time thing. Well, it's not Jen's full-time thing anymore. And I think sometimes it's like this summer alone, we both took a big step back from a lot of different things. And we really made time for ourselves and to spend time with people that we care for. And, and if that meant not doing reselling tasks, then you just didn't do reselling tasks and being okay with that change. It's really hard because in general, as a society, we're very much like a go, go, go. We got to do all these things all the time and you got to master everything. It's like that constant pressure. It's okay to not have that pressure. It's okay to like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like totally fine. And someone in the community who just came out with this is Mogi. She just released a video the other day and she said, I, I have a little baby girl now and I'm still going to resell, but I'm changing my model. I'm going to be a bin shopper. I'm not going to focus on liquidation and it's going to keep evolving. I mean, she's very aware that's going to keep evolving because she's got a little one and mm-hmm. she has other business ventures that she's working on off to the side that no one knows about that she's doing on her own. And that's great. She's found something else that ignites that passion in her. And um, I think it's, it's so nice to see people have these conversations. There's a lot of newer moms in our community, in the reselling community that have done this. Moki is not the first one. Um, Courtney yeah. on Posh has done it as well. Quite a few people have done it. Quite quite a few, actually, mm-hmm. I have to say. I think a lot of people have had a lot of changes. Um, I know, like, um, Joyfully Curated, Melinda, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's really taken a step back as well, you know, and she's focusing now more on things that bring her passion, you know, back into reselling. Uh, we saw Kristen with Voyage as a Bird, too, yes. you know, making big changes. So, uh, and, and I, I bring all these people up because it's like, if you're feeling that way and you want to make that change too, like, look at these amazing people who have done these, these, these changes and they're so happy for it, you know? So don't feel, feel bad if, if that's what you want to do and you want to make those changes. Um, we all go through different seasons in our lives and in our businesses. And sometimes it is important for us to take that step back and say, what is it that's not working for me anymore? And it's not necessarily that it could be reselling. Like Danielle said, it could be a lot of different factors. It could even be I don't like my inventory that I'm selling. I want to sell something new. You know, we have another one. I would say, I think it's like the queen of thrift. She just had a baby too. And she was talking about how she wants to change the items that she's selling. And she wants to go more for that higher, you know, Mm -hmm. average selling price and and not be buying things that are only going to 
be, you know, giving her $15, $20 because it's not worth her time anymore. So yeah. like, again, all these really positive changes that are happening with people who are looking at how can I involve my business? And it's really, it's really amazing to see, to see a lot of these people in their journey. Yeah. And I think it's motivating too, as like a bystander, really, you know, people share their stories and you're listening to it. And it just makes you sit back and say, all right, like, what are the things that I really do enjoy about this? Like, why did I get into it in the first place? And how can I get back to that love that originally existed? Because think about when you first started reselling and how excited you were and how fun it was. And like that, that joy that you got out of it was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I found all these things. I can't wait to go home and list them. Like trying to get back to that, but maybe you don't want to get back to that. Maybe you want to start focusing on, I don't know, more of a creative outlet. The good thing is reselling doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't disappear. It has been here for years and years and years. So it's try something. going through a big trend fad right now. That's exactly. all it really is. <laughs> exactly. But try something new. Try selling a different category. Go into maybe creating, I don't know, artwork or poetry, whatever it is. Maybe you start a course. Maybe you build your own website. But you can always go back to reselling. It's yeah. never going to go away, but try that new thing that you want to try. It's, it's only going to be beneficial to you. It'll be a learning experience. And who knows those skills that you learn, you could probably go back and apply it to your reselling business. I just think people get afraid to, to let that part of reselling go. Like I'm not going to do it at all, but will that be a bad thing for you? You know? things to contemplate and to think about. There is. Also, speaking of planning, this is the best time to buy a new planner. I highly suggest people going out and buying a new planner if you like to do planner work because there's some really fun ones. I mean, there's some like apps and stuff you can download too, but like this is There's something about like writing it down that I really like. Like I have, um, so my planner now, I bought a giant, um, like whiteboard that's mm. a calendar, you know, and so it's in our office. And just this morning, I like wiped everything clean from August, and I just started like writing it all down and color coded yes. it and everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, I love this because I like everyone seeing see it. it. Everybody knows, like at two o'clock on West Coast time, I am doing the podcast. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's something so special about opening up a planner and and then planners now are so different than the planners that existed even like 10 years ago. Like the planners now have like, what are you feeling today? What's your water intake? Like it's like all life encompassing. And I love that. It's like so exciting. You can buy new pens and highlighters and you get all fancy with it. Stickers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the last, there's one more thing I want to talk about when it comes to planning. And that is are there new aspects of social media that you want to let go of or things you want to grow? And I think that also comes with planning because if there's anything that I have learned in this community is that social media really doesn't matter unless you're trying to grow a specific thing within the community. And I would rather post engaging content when I feel inspired to, or there's something that like I found or something I want to share then just create content to create content. And that's kind of my philosophy with YouTube too. I tried to go down that like reseller rabbit hole of growing it. And it's just not for me because that's not how my it's creativity stressful. works. It's it, is. Stressful. it is. So for yeah. me, YouTube is if I feel inspired and something's gone on or like I want to share something, then that can be that outlet to, to share it visually. Um, 
I don't think it matters if you have an Instagram or not. Like, and I don't think it matters if you have a YouTube, unless your goal is to gather a large audience across the board for a whatnot or when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for your website. Like I think there's if that those are your goals to kind of go outside of the reselling platforms that we use and you're trying to create your own thing, then I think it's smart to use social media and find ways to make it grow for you. But like if your goal is to grow your eBay, you don't need social media. No. no you can no. use it to learn stuff, but you yeah, don't physically yeah. need it unless you want to connect with people. Like it all depends on what what it is that you need to feel fulfilled from it. I personally don't really care. I just stay connected with the people that I enjoy staying connected with. Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah. That's kind of about it. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, but you know, figure out what you want. Like we said, mm-hmm. your, your social platform to be like Danielle mm-hmm. said, there's definitely pros and cons to whatever it is that you want it. Like we said, if you want to have, you know, a hundred thousand followers and you want to be an influencer and you want to be selling out, you know, and all your whatnot shows and everything like, yeah, then more power to you. Go ahead and do that. But if you're like, you know, I really don't want to do that. Then maybe it's time to like, let things go or, you know, set yourself some boundaries and some timers on that. That's also really helpful too. Yeah. And you don't need to watch people's lives every time, or you don't need, like, don't feel pressured or pressure is the wrong word. Don't feel obligated. Obligate is a better word. Don't feel obligated to always have to engage and be a part of everything in the selling community. Be engaged with the things that are going to help you grow your business and get you that monetary goal that you have or whatever that business goal is for you. Like that to me is more beneficial than spending time on every single person's live event or whatever it is. They're live on Instagram. They're Facebook, something like you just, you can't do it all. So find your space within all that where you're comfortable with being. And I think boundaries is the best part. Like you said, Jen, like set timers, have Instagram shut off after a certain amount of time, delete the app off your phone, delete it, just get rid of it. And then bring it back when you want it. Yeah, exactly. But if you guys are like, you know what, um, I'm cool. I don't need any of this stuff. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need this advice guys. I've got my, I've got my inventory all set. And I know what my goals are and everything. Mm-hmm. Then let's talk about sourcing. <laughs> no, the best time of year to source. Man, I love this best time of year. Time. Absolutely. Such Ugh. a good time for you to source. So really, let's talk about like, what are things that you should be looking for? Obviously, we're always going to say, look for whatever it is that you need to find, right? But like, what, what should you maybe spend a little bit more extra time in, right? So we've kind of broken down some of these categories. So Number one, I would say is cold weather items, clearly, right? We're going into cold weather season. So we want to start looking at all of our boots, jackets, coats, sweaters, joggers, anything warm, fleece lined, um, you know, heavy, thick type of stuff. That's kind of what you want to really try to start focusing on the minute those, if your savers or whatever thrift store that you have 
you know, will bring out seasonal pieces. The minute those seasonal pieces come out, you need to start, need to start looking at those and look at, I would look at them every single time you go, you go to the thrift store. Um, Cause you know, cold weather pieces can bring in money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And people are starting to look for them now. Lots of people yes. I've been noticing on Instagram have been saying too, that like they've been selling out like jackets and it's like, we're in the middle of a heat wave and people are buying like, <laughs> you know, yeah. comfort or coats. Funny you say that. So last night I sold a coat on eBay and today I sold this morning, I sold another coat on Poshmark. I've sold two pairs of winter boots. Um, I started selling sweaters two and a half weeks ago. I mean, I sell them year round, but like more but like of them are going out the door. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's just back to school and transition of weather. And some places are already colder than what it is here. Like we, we don't know where people are living. We don't know where they're going or where they spend their fall months. Like it's already kind of chilly. The more North that you go, it's starting to get a little colder at night. So um, I will say that if you have no idea, like let's say you are brand new to this and you have no idea like what you should be looking for, not based off of trends or anything, just in general, like I don't know what to do for the fall and winter months. I think going to consignment stores, stores that are more, um, boutique-y yes. that are, that are secondhand. What, are they, and getting, out? what mm-hmm. are they putting out on the shelves? What are they accepting? And kind of seeing that landscape, you could do this at a Plato's closet. It doesn't be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be Buffalo exchange or anything. Walk in. Cause they have like back to school events at Plato's closet because their clientele is generally catered towards a younger generation. And what, what do they have on the mannequins? What do they have out? What are the things that they're pushing towards the front of the store? Because this is just retail knowledge. Retail stores push the older seasonal stuff in the back and they push all the newer stuff to the front that people are going to be buying in that time period. So you're going to see jeans at the front of the store, a lot of denim. You're going to see um, fuzzy Sherpa jackets. You're going to see jean jackets. Uh, you'll start seeing puffer jackets and stuff coming out as it gets a little colder out. You're going to see athletic wear kind of sprinkled in because back to school means kids are going off to college or or whatever, and they're buying, um, or they have sporting events that they go to. So you're going to see some of that stuff come out. You're going to see the sandals starting to disappear. You're going to see a lot of the clothes to shoes coming out. You're going to see formal wear. You're going to see dresses and formal wear because from September to like November, there's really till December, but in terms of wedding, September to November is kind of still wedding season. And then December, you have your holiday parties and stuff that exists. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, the, absolutely. If, if you can't, if you don't know, and you need guidance on it without having to go through a list of trends, just walk into any retail store or any secondhand store that's more consignment and you will get a good idea of what it is that they're picking up, what's selling and what they're pushing out there to their customers. No, I think that's great. And and to play off of that, something else that you guys should be looking for are we talking about ski and winter sport items. This is mm. very, very big. You know, vin- vintage is very big in the ski realm, kind of, you know, like those really bright, bold colors um, yeah. of patterned jackets, you know, snow pants too, right? This is the time to start picking up snow pants, snow boots. And for all of our non-clothing um, resellers, you know, winter sport accessories too, yeah. right? Snowboarding. So, snowboarding, you know, mm-hmm. can you find it like goggles and, um, you know, ski poles or whatever, but even like we said, like beanies and like um, earmuffs, scarves, um, gloves, all that kind of stuff. You know, people are starting to look for those kinds of things. So start, you know, really hunting in those sections. 
Um, something else I, to think about is, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to give a shout out to any locals that go to the New Hampshire bins. You want to find snow pants, snow boots, all the snow things, go to the New Hampshire or Maine bins and you'll be all set. Oh yeah, absolutely. People are going to start looking for those very, very soon. Yeah. Another thing people start looking for now is a Halloween. So, you know, this is a good time to start like picking up some good Halloween costumes because Halloween stuff is going to start coming out in thrift stores. So start picking up. I know I'm already looking for a Halloween costume for Ellie and I I liked it. And so it sold. And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Well, I think the other thing too, and I think this is a mentality that we just have to have when it comes to retail right now until things hopefully settle down in the future. But it takes a long time for things to be, be processed and shipped out and received now. Like I ordered a dress last week for a wedding that I'm going to, and it still hasn't arrived. And it said in the thing, and and usually things arrive within like a week's time. This isn't going to arrive for at least another week, week and a half. So like you need to almost plan two months in advance for certain things. So people might be planning whatever it is they want to be for Halloween. They're just going to snag some things up secondhand and then maybe grab a couple things at the Halloween store and make a whole outfit. Oh, yeah, that. I have a full plan of getting all my Halloween stuff early September so that I don't have to worry about and being stressed out. Um, something else to start picking up a lot of and looking at is new with tag items. This mm-hmm. is a big one, everybody. Really big. Holidays are going to come up really fast and people do start shopping this month. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder for all of those holiday events and all those people that they need to buy so i want you to start looking at even regular you know, I'm putting air quotes, regular everyday stores. Think of like Gap, Old Navy. If it's new with tags and it looks current and it's in great condition, might be worth a pickup, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, depending on the cost, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. But, you know, if you are seeing some Gap or some Old Navy at the bins with new with tags and it's in good condition and it's pretty trendy, I'd pick it up because people are looking and the new with tag season is the big, big, big deal for the secondhand market because a lot of people, they will shop it and then see what's what they like and then go to Poshmark and then mm-hmm. see if they're a new with tags item or my mom wants to get a, um, you know, a, a black sweater. Okay. She, I know she likes Gap. What does Gap have? A pot, well, what does Poshmark have? That's yep. a black sweater from Gap that's new with tags. So just something to think about. Um, it's, I just had a conversation with a coworker yesterday about this. Her mm-hmm. daughter never wore a bunch of American Eagle jeans. They were, they're brand new with the tag and she got her for Christmas is like six pairs. So she says to me, should I just put these on Poshmark? Will people even buy new tag American Eagle? I was like, yes, they will. And if you don't want to put them up, I'll take them from you. Like <laughs> I'll gladly take a new tag American Eagle jeans that are the same size. I can lot them together and make, even if I only make 50 bucks on it, those jeans brand have? new with a tag are like $70, $80 for American Eagle. And if a mom wants to buy them for their child, for their child, and they don't want to go to the store and buy them full price, they're going to look to these websites to get new attack jeans in the style that their, that their child wants. And they'll gladly pay $25, $30 for a pair. 
Yeah, and so and, and that's a perfect transition. And what I was saying, like even kid and teen items, try to go into those kid sections and look for new with tag items there too. Because again, people are looking, they're looking for presents and you know, people want to save money. So, and don't forget also housewares. Go check out the houseware pieces. Do you see anything that's also new with tags, a new um, you know, platter or whatever it is that you kind of see, that could also be a way for you to start introducing some houseware pieces for you. How distracting is my cat? the background you guys can't see him but he just oh keeps, yeah he just he's, keeps he's, roaming around and staring at the screen he wants to be so involved he wants he wants to give his opinion on what source <laughs> at the pet store <laughs> all right Sorry. everyone it's all right so another that goes right into holiday items so when i'm thinking holiday items this is your time to start picking up those ugly sweaters they're picking no. up ugly sweaters if you I, I know, can't do it. I can't do it. it. I can't do it either. But now is the time to start getting them. Start thinking. Daniela had kind of mentioned this earlier too about the the fancy dresses, fancy cocktail dresses. Um, you know, people start going up to parties soon, Christmas parties, holiday parties, um, New Year's, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So start looking at that. Then, of course, you know, we want to start thinking about holiday themed pieces, right? Whether that's like, you know, something cute with reindeer on it. It doesn't have to be an ugly sweater, right? You know, like all that kind of stuff or um, stuff with like glitter, silver and gold metallics are really big right now. Anything with tar and plaid on it. Just think of all that kind of luxe fabric and jewel tone items. Um, people are going to start looking for those because they generally like to wear those for holiday parties. And then of course, holiday PJs. That's a big one This is huge. People really like holiday pajamas. So going to, you know, we just had that episode about the intimate section at the thrift store. Go in there and look for like holiday themed robes, holiday themed um, pajama sets. People really are on the look and the hunt for those pieces. People do those, the Christmas cards with like mama bear, papa bear, and like oh, yeah. the little bear yeah. kind of things. People donate them after they're done with them. Like a lot of them don't keep it. They wear it for Christmas and then they just buy, yeah. see, like, you know, they donate exactly. it. So it might be worth looking for something like that. Maybe you find a whole set and you lot it together and you list it. You'd make someone very happy. I'm sure. Cause those aren't cheap. No, absolutely not. And then the last thing is just housewares, you know, so go in there and start looking at the the Christmas stuff, you know, so start looking particularly for like platters, holiday platters, dishes, people are always looking for those. Um, Christmas and holiday and, and, and Halloween, sorry, decorations is another good one. So if you're, again, thinking I want to dip my toes right into houseware, start looking at some Christmas stuff. People are always looking for vintage Christmas and and Halloween decorations all the time. And then of course, things that can be used for New Year's, you know, if you see a beautiful fancy cocktail set or something like that in the housewares um, section, that's also another good thing that you should be potentially sourcing for your business as well. Yeah, I always look at the Christmas section because I like to buy Christmas things for myself. (laughs) Like I enjoy Christmas decorations. It's my favorite thing to decorate for. So I always like scour because Christmas is out year round in terms of decorations in our thrift stores. They're always out there. They fill it up more as as it gets closer to it. But there's always some type of Christmas decorations out. And I found a few really cute pieces last year. I found a Santa Claus um, that I believe it was sold at Macy's for like a hundred and something dollars. And I, I got it for like eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine, ten 10 bucks, something like that. Like super cheap. It was new with tags. Um, you can get lights that there's just so many different things. And 
I know for me, because I like to host and all that, I always check platters. I always check different small dishes or whatever, because depending on what I'm making for that holiday, I'm going to need different size uh, dishes and platters and, and all that fun stuff. And it, you can find some really, really good ones. Really beautiful pieces. Yeah. Really like hardly used. Cause how often do you really use a platter? Like I use it about four or five times a year. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it stays in good condition for <laughs> a long time. On the heavy side too. <laughs> I know that's if I host every holiday in theory, like two or three times, but you know, you could use it up to five times. So generally that stuff's in really good condition. And I just, think it's fun. like we've said, I have said this and we've had people on the podcast that do housewares and, and vintage. And I just think there's something so fun and refreshing about looking at this category and just trying something new. We have um, a few members in the Patreon group, but that's all they do is houseware related items. And we have some that are starting to venture into like jewelry and trying out that market. And this is the perfect time of year to do that as well. People are always looking for fun pieces of jewelry for weddings or holiday time to wear with the outfits that they have. So you can kind of get creative this time of year. It's not always so focused on the clothing pieces. Yes, look at coats, look at sweaters, like look at all that and boots and all of that. But like, go look at some other things. You can do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, that's all we've got, folks. And yeah. hopefully, you know, this kind of helped you and motivated you, um, you know, to start getting back into your business if you ended up taking a break, you know, yeah. or if you didn't take a break, maybe just to help you, you know, like, where should I go now? And, you know, maybe this help also helped you out. But um, yeah, we... You know, we're excited. Second half of the year. I love the second oh, half yeah. of the year. Before yeah. we started recording, Jen and I were talking about fall in New England and she's like, I miss it. And I'm like, of course you do. Cause it's the best time of year here. Well, you know, I will say that New England does it right. I uh-huh. lived in the Pacific Northwest. I've lived in other places where it does turn into fall, but there's something like magical and like a little mystical too which yes. I like that too, you know about a new england fall it's they just know how to do it right they really really do yeah and we can hear jeff in the background doing his home improvements I'm so sorry. that's that cue for us to finish because <laughs> jeff needs to do his home improvements aye, aye. all right everybody <laughs> well we had a lot of fun chatting with you today and um you know we'll talk again soon bye everyone <laughs>